What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jerry One Podcast. This is episode number 34 of the Jerry One Podcast. You're watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching this on Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. This recording is coming at you on Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. Yes, I'm your host, Nick Feliz, two-time Jerry One champion. This is episode 34 of the Jerry One Podcast. What are you going to learn in fantasy sports today? Well, week two of the fantasy football season is in the books. And over on fantasy baseball side of things, it is our final week of the entire season this week as the finals and the third place game come to a close. And with Fletch out in front right now, Fletch was, I think, down one point. He was down one point. Um, you know, stack reactions and everything, you know, it gets a little funky sometimes, you know, when Matt and Fletch is, is, is close as like that is in their semifinal matchup that Fletch ended up pulling out. But, uh, well, Fletch is taking the lead for good. He's up 19, not for good. <laughs> the lead not for good. It's just getting started over in fantasy baseball. But Fletch takes a 19-point lead over Larry going, coming into this Tuesday. So... We'll see if, you know, Fletch, because you got to remember Fletch and Larry, both looking for their first Jerry One Fantasy Sports Championships. They're both right there, right there to, to take it. It's going to be good. Fletch versus Larry, final week of the fantasy baseball season. Who will win the fantasy baseball finals? Meanwhile, over in the, fan, the fantasy baseball third place game, Matt's got a slight lead over me. It's been a great last month of fantasy baseball with the four of us. Larry, Fletch. Matt, myself, it's been very tight. You know, you know, it's coming down to the final couple of days, and it's going to come down to this weekend. So we're going to talk about fantasy baseball at the end of the show with Fletch and Larry and their big first ever finals against each other, first ever finals for either one of them in Jerry One Fantasy Sports. So, and this is the twenty, this is the twenty second finals in Jerry One Fantasy Sports history. But it's a football driven podcast once again this week. Week two is in the book, like I said. Week three is, is, is you know, it will be here quicker than you know it. Today's waiver day as we're recording this. So I, I've been wanting to get this guy on the pod since the very beginning of the season, and he's finally, we finally found a date, and this week is the date. Your 2020 Jerry One Fantasy Football Champion, the defending champ, Jared Johnson, is back on the podcast today. I'm going to talk to him, going to get his thoughts, him. You know, with Paul leaving, he's taking that spot of Paul's. It seems like him and Matt once again at the top of the league. We're going to get Jaron's thoughts on his teams as he beat me in week two in a battle of one and all teams. And that was a rematch of the finals last year. I did predict Jaron would beat me in the finals again this year. So, you know, it's tough, tough to take in, but he's just, he's got a good team. We're going to get his thoughts on his team. So that's episode 34. I hope it's going to be a good one. I know it will be. It always is. Fantasy football week two, week three. Fantasy baseball finals wrapping up this weekend. Fletch or Larry, who's going to win it? That's episode 34. We're just getting started. Here we go. Jaron's going to come on in a second. But first, let's get you ready for this conversation as we talk a little fantasy football before we talk to Jaron, your defending champion. So fantasy football week two is in the books. I think week two of this 2021 season will be remembered as the week of the newbies. The newbies showed up. You know, they all went, they all won week two. As you know, they've all now won once in the first two weeks with that win, obviously. Uh, Kurt, I think, you know, two and all. Uh, I think definitely one of the big headlines of the newbies, definitely because he's played so well scoring wise. He gets that big win over Justin, his rival, Justin Hill, I should say. In week two, big robbery. Kurt gets the win on the first first time they ever met on the football side of things. So, Kurt's right there, 2-0. Biggest game of his life, I think, here in the early going fantasy football. In week three, as he takes on Matt, who has just dominated so far in the early going. Uh, the battle of 2 and O's, I think definitely the top game to look out for in week three. Uh, you know, Kurt, obviously, Kyler Murray, absolute stud. Uh, I think yeah, I think he, he, just that alone puts him in the conversation, um, you know, as one of the better teams in this league. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Matt with, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, 
that, I mean, just to get those on his, on his team, those players on his team is pretty special. But Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, the D-Hop, Kyler Murray combo for Kurt is definitely going to put him in the conversation, but Kurt knows how to beat a Justin. He's beaten Justin Kiefer and he beat Justin Hewa. Playing Matt is a totally different ball game, so we'll see what Kurt does there. But Sam Shields, the number one scorer in week two. Sam, 138 points before stat corrections. Uh, top scoring, top in the league. You know, played a little below average in that first week. Um, the first week against Fletch, against Jeremy here, a Jeremy team that is struggling on the running back side of things with Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know because I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in my Cuba College Spanish Football League. It's absolutely annoying to have him on my team right now. So I know what Jeremy's going through. Uh, Jeremy's in last place after two weeks. A lot different because I remember early on in the last season, he had that like 170-point week against me, dominated. So Jeremy's off to a difficult start. But we look on the side of Sam, you got to always never sleep on Sam. Sam has done it in baseball. He's done it in basketball. He's won it. Might be a little bit of an early rumor, but I think it's already official. Sam will be in fantasy hockey, so he will be in all four Jerry one weeks. So he's going to try to go for the Grand Slam. Paul was so close to doing that in baseball. That's the only one baseball doesn't have as a championship in. Sam's trying to do it in football, maybe hockey, and this little short for next year, you know. Sam definitely showed up, finally joined the league, I would say, with his first career win over Jeremy in week two. It was a nice win. Sam played well, obviously, first in scoring. Sam's right in the playoffs, right, as we speak right now. He's going to be a threat. Plays me this week. We just lost to Jaron. Derrick Henry, top scoring guy this week, but just not enough. My bottom three guys there, my flex, defense, my kicker, combined for zero points. So that hurt my chances to beat Jaron in the rematch of the finals. So, I mean, you're looking at this top of the league. You got to go Matt Jaron. Obviously, just some past history of this league. Kurt, newbie, can't really put him up there yet. But a win over Matt in the week three. Definitely could uh, definitely put him up in the conversation there. And then you got Sam. Then you got Fletch. Fletch, I, I've, I'm i going to say this in the article. And um, I'm going to say this on the podcast. Fletch is really focused on fantasy baseball, I guess. That he forgot to take Josh Jacobs out of his lineup. So, uh I guess he really is focused on baseball, not even putting his focus on football. I, I I think it's just an honest mistake. He just forgot to set his lineup, but it just seems that way. So that for hurts Fletch's chances of beating Justin Kiefer in week one. As Justin Kiefer also picks up his first girl in like Sam and gets the big win over Fletch. Not how Justin Kiefer wanted to win, but a win's a win. And uh, he played well. Justin Kiefer played well in week two. Well, not about that. Definitely better than week one. He'd always do better than scoring under 100 points in week one like he did against Kurt, uh, but Justin Kiefer, interesting game. Got to let the year play out to, to really take, you know, either one of these teams. Justin Kiefer or Fletch, that's serious because, you know, Fletch hasn't been in the playoffs since his first year in 2017. So you can't really take any, either one of these teams that serious right now. Same, it goes for Sam and Kurt as well. Obviously, they've done, we've done well. Kurt, top three in scoring both weeks. Two and all, Sam top and scoring week six or week six, week two. Uh, so you, you 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 take Kurt and Sam a little bit more serious than you do Justin Kiefer and Fletch. Just how things have gone here in week two. But how about Josh Langley? Let's give Josh Langley a little bit of a shot out here. He didn't play as good as he thought he would in week two, but he gets the win over Andrew. Andrew struggled in week two. Him and Jeremy did not score 100 points. But Josh gets his first win of the season. Josh also is trying to get back to the playoffs for the first time since 2017. But he won it in 2017. Fletch went 0-2 in, in that postseason. But uh, Pat, once again, uh, just can't beat Matt. Uh, it's tough to beat Matt on a week-to-week -week basis. But Fletch, uh, or Pat, he played well enough to maybe win, just not enough against Matt as Pat continues his stretch of Original six opponents, as he will now play Andrew this week. And Pat could really put Andrew in a hole. You could talk about, you know, Andrew didn't have a lot of luck in week one, didn't play well in week two, but Pat can really sink Andrew into an 0-3 hole. 
This is an Andrew team that was the only over 500 team in 2020. It was the number one seed, obviously, and won the regular season points championship. Now, Pat could put him in a 0-3 hole, so that would be something. Pat could do that in week three. Moving on, Justin Hillwa lost to Kurt, as I said in the robbery game. Justin's 0-2, Jeremy's 0-2, and Andrew's 0-2. You don't want to go 0-3. I know it's a 14-week regular season now, but you don't want to go 0-3. 0-2 is doable. It's early. You can get out of it. 0-3? I know what Paul did was amazing, but that's Paul. 0-5 last year and made the playoffs in a 12-week regular season in a four-man playoffs. That was unbelievable what Paul did last year. That's not going to happen every year. You can't bank on that happening in an 0-5 start. Nobody wants to go 0-5. Nobody wants to go 0-3. Got three teams here this week trying to not go 0-3. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, once again, you got three teams at 2-0, six teams, 1-1, one and, one, and three teams 0-3 or 0-2. We've seen that kind of, you see that kind of every year, like the, after two weeks, that's kind of how the standings work. You know, line up. And then, yes, this week's go on. You'll, they will either, some teams will fade, some teams will rise, some teams will stay in the middle. Who's going to be that team? In the middle, though, you get that six seed, you get in the, you get, just get in the playoffs, you got a shot, especially with one week playoff format this year. You got a shot. Obviously, player wise, I said Derrick Henry, 47 points, Cameron Jones. 40 points for Sam on Monday Night Football against the poor Lions. Um, my Lions, I guess. I like the Lions. I'm a Giants guy, but I like the Lions. And then, of course, Cooper Cup for Kurt. You talk about Tyler Murray. You talk about DeAndre Hopkins. The Cooper Cup for, for Kurt's team, 37 points. Matthew Stafford loves him. He might love him more than uh, Derek Carr loves Darren Waller. That's how big of a factor Cooper Cup could be this year. Cooper Cup could be the top receiver in the game this year. That's how big this is. Um, but I say three things to look out for in week three. Uh, that Andrew Pack game. If Andrew can f- avoid 0-3, that would be something. If Pack could sink Andrew 0-3. Uh, obviously, the 2 and O's going at each other. We'll see if Kurt's ready for an early test against Matt. It's going to be tough. Um, and then I'm looking at, you know, 2017 rematch of the finals. You know, Darren did get his championship last year. We're going to talk to Darren in just a second. Uh, but Jaron Josh, once again, back at it in week three. They were the 2017 finals where Josh beat Jaron because of Travis Kelsey getting traded from Jaron's team. Probably one of the most famous trades in this league. It will always go down one of the most famous trades in this league. Jaron gets a backup running back on Josh's team and Monday Freeman from Travis Kelsey in 2017. And Josh beats Jaron in the finals. But Jaron did get that 2020 championship. That's it for week two, previewing week three of fantasy football. It's time for this conversation with Jaron. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about Jaron's hot start. We're going to talk, we've already talked to him earlier in the year about him winning the championship. But let's get his early thoughts about him being a defending champ. He's off to his best start. He is too, hard to believe. He's 2-0 for the first time since that 2014 regular season championship, Jaron, first year in this league. So we're going to talk to Jaron. It's going to be good. Here is that conversation with Jaron. Enjoy. Today's guest is back on the podcast. Last time he was on was episode number 14. Now it's episode number 34. 20 podcasts later, the 2020 Jerry One fantasy football champion has returned to the podcast for the third time. <laughs> Jaron Johnson. Jaron, how you doing? What's up, man? Glad to yeah. be back. Yeah, good to have you on. I before we even get into anything, um, two weeks in, two and all wins over Andrew when you didn't think you would win in week one against Andrew after a, a great, great Thursday night by Andrew. Then you beat me in the rematch of the finals in week two, two and all. How's it feel first two weeks to have that champion list? championship list monkey off your back uh i think it's good i mean it's awesome i have bragging rights now still a couple of people in the league who don't have a championship yet so it's always nice to finally get on the board and uh get over the hump because i mean what it was like so many years i just lose in the first round or make to the finals and not make over the hump but this year or that year we we made it so i'm happy 
Yeah. Um, thanks for reminding me that I don't have a championship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but with, with three new owners in the league this year, that makes half the league again, once again, championship-less. So only six of the 12 people have a champion championship right now. That's one. That's you. Uh, but your week two win over me, I don't know if you knew this, that was your 50th career win in fantasy football in this league. Your 50th career win was that win against me in week two. And this is the first time you have been 2-0 to start a season since 2014, your first season in this league. And that's when they were going that, off. That season, you went nine and three regular season championship. But like you said, an early exit in the playoffs that year. Um, I believe it was Paul's team. You know? And uh, mm-hmm. but two and all, yeah. Let me just get your thoughts. You know, going from that Andrew matchup where you had to come back after a great surgery by Andrew, and then to you know win the next week, and you know go against Derrick Henry and hang on there. Talk about that. I mean, back-to-back weeks, I had to play the highest-scoring individual player for each week. So, Amari Cooper, I think 38 week one. And then King Derek, 47, right? Yeah, 47. Yeah, this week. So, I had to had to overcome both of those. But, I mean, I think that, that speaks a lot to my team. I think shows that we're pretty good. We got a lot of you know, a lot of talent. I like my wide receivers. I like my running back. Kind of not – too thrilled with my RB2 right now with uh, Tyson McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I like, I like Matty Stafford's balling. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that first week, I thought when uh, Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott were just living, I thought they were – it was over. I was like, there's no way. I remember telling you, I was like, there's no way I'm coming back. This is over. And, you know, we made the comeback. Two wins against me and Andrew, who were the top two seeds last year. So that's uh, two impressive wins. But you said this before the podcast, or I say outside a couple days ago, you said uh, your team is an RB2 away from being the best team in this league. Do you still believe that? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Especially if Matty Stafford keeps playing like he's playing, MVP level. Um, I mean, like I said, if. I said that the RB two. I think I feel more confident if Gus Gus Bus didn't get hurt, didn't tear that ACL, and now we got to rely on Tyson McNuggets. But uh, I don't know. I, I think my team's pretty good. I mean, I love DK, big Keenan Allen fan. Everybody knows that in the league. Draft him every year. Uh, super high on Kyle Pitts, and then Debo Samuel, the surprise of the draft so far for me. I love Debo. Debo the manual. Uh, you could argue Debo's the surprise of the league after two weeks. Yeah, him. I'd say him or Cooper Cup. I mean, yep. those those two, uh, wide receiver wise. Uh, but yeah, man, Debo's Debo's a beast. And I think with the whole Ayuk situation for San Francisco, he's just gonna keep feeding. And then once Trey Lance comes in, I feel like he'll be like that security blanket because I, I think Trey Lance eventually will get in there because Jimmy G's kind of no good. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then defensive wise, I mean the Patriots this week got a free a free pass with Zach Wilson just throwing an up interception after interception, and then you know I think my bench is kind of weak, but overall as the starters for team, I think we got we got some contenders. Delvin Cook completely forgot about him. That's my man. Yeah, yeah. I mean that happens when we go to a twelve man league this year. The bench does get a little weaker since we didn't do anything with it. It's still I believe six bench players or something like that, but. Uh, um, yeah, see, you're talking about Debo and how good, good he's been, and he's only your flex player because you, you drafted Cook first overall, or second overall, first round. Matt took McCaffrey first, and mm-hmm. you took and you took uh Cook second, and I took Henry third, and Kurt, who's also two and all, took uh Kamara fourth. So, top of the, 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 the early picks right now in the draft are the teams that have come on strong here in the early going, and um. Then you took DK Metcalf, Keen Allen, next two picks in your draft. They've done all right. You know, they've done good. Um, and then Don't Gus talk Edwards. about my boy Keenan like that. <laughs> and then you took <laughs> Gus Edwards' fourth round. We know how his, his season ended. Uh, but um, first, let's just talk about Dalvin Cook. What are your expectations out of Dalvin this year? Uh, hopefully the same production he had last year because he was a beast last year. Oh, my God. Um, but, I mean – I don't know. Hopefully he stays healthy. 
I mean, already this past week, he rolled his ankle, got hit in the head, and he was already kind of panic alarm was setting when I saw him laying on the ground. Uh, but I feel like every time I know not, I haven't, I think this is the first time I've had him in this league, but I mean, every other league that I've had him in, he always seems to be the year where he gets hurt. Yeah. And so hopefully uh, we can reverse that curse and he stays healthy and I don't know, win another championship. Can't forget. I mean, let's talk about Allen. You can't forget Allen. You had him last year. You oh, trade, boy. you trade him. Obviously, it didn't affect you winning the championship because you had to win it. But you trade him to Pat. Pat needed a receiver. He gave you, I think, pretty two good running backs. It was Allen. You gave up Allen. Leonard Fournette was really nothing. Um, and you, you got Jonathan Taylor, who was a first-round pick this year, and Miles Gaskin, who really helped your, your, your running back core for your push towards the championship. Um, will you be keeping Allen this year? I don't know, man. I don't know. It depends. I know you like the trade. I love the trade. I'm already looking at trades now. I already offered one. I offered Josh. I think I offered him Debo after week one. I offered him Debo. And I think Singletary for uh, Najee Harris and Cole Beasley. But he he shot that down. So good good, good part on him. He already Not, rejected it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I probably would have took that given how Debo's doing. But, you know, Najee's a rookie, so he'll probably come around. But, um, but yeah, I mean, what, Keenan Allen – that's my guy. He tells me every year, he said, hey, if you need to trade me, go ahead. I don't mind. Just keep drafting me. <laughs> but <laughs> but Keenan, Keenan's my boy. I don't know. He's he's tough. Uh, but I don't know. This year, the way they're, the Chargers are throwing the ball, I feel like they're throwing a lot more. So I think I think he's going to be a, a guy that sticks around. But you never know. If the right offer comes around, then we'll, we'll move on from Keenan. But it's all I would love, though, because that's my boy. What about DK? What are your thoughts on him? I don't know. He looked good week one. I mean, for an average game, I think he scored. Um, then this past week, he kind of looked. Yeah, he's like only that. averaging 13 and a half, which is all right. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not anything crazy. But this past week, I think he looked kind of terrible because I was expecting him to have, you know, the Titans who were like the worst defense arguably in the NFL secondary-wise. I thought Russ would be throwing like five touchdowns and everyone would be running around free and but DK really didn't do much and that's kind of alarming he also I saw he got hurt in the middle of the game I don't think it affected him or anything but I don't know want to see that so I think DK I think DK's got a high ceiling but there's also times where he can be like that mid like wide receiver too that's you know he's not going to give you a goose egg but sometimes he'll just not produce as much as you'd like him to it's tough when he's got Tyler Lockett on his team as well who's also done pretty well this season so far yeah uh, one guy you were concerned a little bit on Sunday was Delvin Cook going down. Give me your, give me your emotions at that moment when you saw that. Panicked. Like I said, I panicked. I was freaking out. I was sending it to one of my other buddies in another league I'm in has Delvin too. So I texted him. I was like, sound the alarm. We got Delvin Cooks on the ground. I was like, I can't have this, man. Uh, but, yeah, Delvin, Delvin's down. That was scary. Um, but hopefully, I don't know, I was reading now he's he's doing all right. So. As long as my man stays off the ground, we're good. Yep, it's still early. And I think last year, I think it was about like week two last year, we lost Barkley, McCaffrey. They both went down early in the season. So, you know, you never know with these top names. But Kyle Pitts, you got him at 50th overall, nine and a half points a game, rookie rookie tight end. Um, were you planning on drafting him when your draft started? Oh, oh yeah. He was really high right. on him. Oh, I love that kid. I want I wanted the Giants to take him in the regular draft. Obviously he didn't last. But I think that kid's a superstar. He got old fart Matt Ryan throwing him balls now. It just Matt Ryan looks like he needs to hang up the cleats. Also, Matt, to be fair, Matt Ryan doesn't have much protection, but but I think I think Kyle Pitts has like a wide receiver ceiling, I think. I don't know. Once he starts getting on a roll, you know, getting a little more uh into the playbook, realizing he's a beast, and I think he can make some plays. But hopefully, hopefully Matt Ryan can stay up on his feet because that offensive line is yikes. I thought the Giants were bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just look at your team from top to bottom. It's it's very good right now. I mean, none of you guys scored twenty points against me in the in week two, but they all got ten at least, and that's hey, that's a that's a good looking week. We call that good drafting. I know some people. 
that said that I'm not the best drafter. We're yeah. out here. Hey, we got some good drafting. Yeah, you, you've heard that for the last eight years now about your I draft. know, but now, now I got a ring. I don't have it yet. It's, it's getting done, but <laughs> now we can get that, that narrative out of there. Yeah, someday we're going to have rings, banners. We're going to have it all. But, uh, um, would you want Jay Rob, your boy James Robinson? Would you want him as your RBQ right now? Not right now. <laughs> Not right now. I love my guy, but that's my boy. Shout out Kurt Ireland last year said, he would not be a good running back. He would fall off by week two. My boy J-Rob just kept pushing and said, you know what, this guy, Kurt Ireland, he don't know what he's talking about. I'm going to keep scoring 20 a game. This is balling. I like that uh, transition because my next thing I was going to ask you was about Kurt Ireland and Matt Felice. Both the only, you three are the only 2-0 and o teams. Obviously, you got your game against Josh this week, but Matt and Kurt play each other this week against two and O's. I might know the answer to this question already, but who are you more concerned about, Kurt or Matt? Oh, that's a pretty easy question to answer. No disrespect to the to the one side. He's a new he's a newbie though. He's a rookie. Yep. Obviously, Matt's the bigger threat. You know, Matt's Matt's a vet. He knows what he's doing. He always drafts good. Always seems to get Patrick Mahomes that. It's like his go-to every year. Somehow he makes out with them. So, but I mean, Kurt's got a good team. No disrespect to Kurt, he's got he's got a decent team. Running back two is a little like in my kind of. He's in the same boat as me. His running back two is kind of, yeah. Uh, Damian Harris can be up or down. I mean, I'm high on Damian Harris, but he can be up or down. Um, but Kyler, man, that guy can play. And then you mentioned Cooper Hopkins, and you mentioned Cooper Cups on Kurt's team as well. Oh, yeah, like I think Cooper Cup could be a league winner the way he's playing now. And the value is crazy. He looks like a top-tier wide receiver, and he got him probably, what, no earlier than the fourth round probably, right? I'm on his team right now. Cooper Cup was drafted 45th. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, I mean that's that's good value. That's crazy for how he's playing, obviously. Yeah, Um you say Matt's the bigger threat of those two and old teams. Is he the biggest threat in this entire league? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you have Patrick Mahomes and uh, Christian McCaffrey, you're guaranteed at least forty points a week. I mean, yeah. And then his wide receivers, what are Godwin and AJ Brown? I know AJ Brown's had a little bit of a slow start. I don't think his hands have gotten to season two or this season yet, twenty twenty one. I think they're still back in twenty twenty. <laughs> but uh Chris Hawkinson's been a nice good. surprise. Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson's been good. I'm surprised he's as good as he was because I thought Jared Goff would be yikes, but Hawkinson's Hawkinson's got he's got really, really good hands. He's a good player. Um and then what's his who's his flex? Daryl Henderson? Yep. Yep. I mean, I don't think Daryl Henderson's any any good, to be honest. I think anyone I was high on Cam Akers for that running back before he tore his Achilles in camp. But I feel like you could throw anyone back there in that Rams. They, they just always somehow seem to run the ball pretty good. I honestly think Sony Michelle, I think, will eventually take that backfield because I think he's talented, more talented than Daryl Henderson. He's actually – Henderson's questionable right now. He's actually put – Mike Williams has also been pretty good, pretty damn good too. He put him in the flock right now. Mike Williams. Oh, my God. That guy's been a bust so far, and he's had two games that he looks like he's – the pick that he was made to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now we know about Paul. Paul is no longer in this league. Um, and there's always, you know, I'll say it, for the last the first 10 years, the only 10 years of this league so far, it has been Matt or Paul who have, who have owned this league. But now uh, that Paul is gone, there has to be, you know, there has to be that number two in this league. Does it feel like, you know, with the championship, with your first 2-0 and start and since 2014, does it feel like you have slid into that Paul Russell role and have become now it's Matt and Jared who's everyone's got to look out for in this league? Oh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'll give credit to Matt. He'll be – I'll give him – he'll be 1A, and then I'll be the 1B. But, you know, Matt's the vet, so he's got a couple more rings. But, you know, like I said, he always knows what he's doing. But, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm that top tier now. I mean, 
Yeah. No disrespect to the newbies. They're rookies. They, they, they got, some of them got some learning to do. You know, it's early, <laughs> but they got some learning. Uh, yeah. Kurt, you know, like I said, he's got a good team, but I had a good start my first year and then didn't do anything. So, I mean, and then some of the other vets, you know, Pat, he's, he's pretty good, always pretty consistent. Uh, Justin, I mean, he hasn't made the playoffs in a while, so. Justin Hillwa. Yeah, oh yeah, Justin Hillwa, not the rookie Justin. <laughs> no. uh, Justin Justin Hillwa, yeah, he hasn't made the playoffs in what a couple years, so. Twenty sixteen, eight man he's, days. He's looking, he's looking to get back in there, but um, until he he uh, he gets there, I don't. I think I'm higher on the tier list. And then Fletch, you know, Fletch is a good competitor. He, he's made the playoffs, but I, I still think I'm higher than him. Uh, and then Me. Josh is a good competitor. Josh <laughs> is a good competitor. And then of course you. You know, I beat you in the finals last year. I yeah. to do it, but it uh, had to be done. It had. It was my first playoffs in a long time, but you were slightly mentioning him, Josh. Uh, actually, a guy that does you do not own in this league is Josh. I mean, played six times. You're two and four against him. Zero and one in out of that two and four in the finals back in yeah, 2017. Yeah. Obviously, everyone remembers the mo- one of the most famous trades in this league's history back in 2017 with you traded. And Travis Kelsey is one weak spot on his team with tight end. Trade, you trade him Travis Kelsey for Devontae Freeman, which you were hurting at running back that year. Yeah, um, that was the year I was stacking Carolina Panther running backs. I had McCaffrey in his rookie year and freaking Stewart. Jonathan Stewart. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was hurting. Yeah, yeah, at that time you were hurting. You took Devontae Freeman for Travis Kelsey. You end up meeting Josh in the finals. Josh beat you, and uh, you've actually lost two straight times now, even after that, to Josh. Coming into this week three matchup, a one-and-one Josh team. Got a win over Andrew, just like you did in week one. Andrew didn't play as nearly as well in week one that he did in week two. But Josh, week three, you know, still early. He's only a game back because it's so early. What is the mindset going in this week three game against Josh? Uh, win. I mean, he's got a pretty good team. What I think his running backs are Najee, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't pay me a hundred dollars to draft Mike Davis. Although he did help me last year. I don't. Tyreek Hill is a star. But yeah, he's he's got his wide receivers. I think what, who's Tyreek and who else? Who's the second one? My boy Juju. Oh, uh, Tyreek. Tyreek's tough, but Juju's hit or miss. But He's got Tampa Bay defense. That's one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, they 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 proved that last week when Matt Ryan was like, "Here, take this one." Now, who's his quarterback? Russell Wilson. Oh, I love Russ. He's tough. Yeah, Russ and Russ and Tyreek Hill will guarantee you like that. I think they're like that 40, 40 package. Like they're gonna get forty points most nights. You know, like between the two, obviously twenty and twenty. Yeah. I think you can account for that. But, you know, Najee, I know Najee's got some upside because he's the only one touching the ball there, but he's got nobody to block for him. So, and then Miles Sanders, I don't, I don't know. I'm not super high on Miles Sanders. Maybe that's my bias as a Giants fan because I hate the Eagles. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Josh, I think, is kind of – he was kind of like – even though he does have that championship, he's kind of like you right now that you were, you know, probably a few years ago, you know, in middle pack tier team, um, but uh, you know, kind of getting slept on a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, it's early, and especially your two and zero start, nothing's must win. I mean, um, but what would it mean to get to get a three and zero start with another big win this week? What would that mean to you, especially in a fourteen week regular season, setting the tone early? Uh, I think it'd be good, you know, get a little head start because now we got six spots for playoffs. So get a little head start on some of those one and two teams because obviously some of those guys got to be one and two. Um, maybe even 0 and three, some of them. But get a little head start on them. I think it'd be a good tone setter. Um, I mean, it's still super early. So even if I go 3-0, and fantasy, you can go 3-0 and and then go 0-3 in the next three weeks. So. I mean, it's always up and down. So I think, but it'd be nice to get a good start. So, and you don't play Kirk till week seven, and you don't play Matt until week ten. So, and then you play a couple. You play Josh. I think Pat, a few newbies here. 
before you play Kurt Week yeah, Seven. Those new, we gotta get those newbies. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta take a little bit of advantage. I think these next few weeks. I think we could see a six and one. A maybe even say it seven and zero. Oh, Jaron Johnson team, even though no one's ever been six and zero oh in this entire league. So that would be would be some feat if you could pull that off. But you know, I don't know. I think I think you got a good team. I think it's definitely a playoff team. Obviously, I think the championship last year, defending title this year. Obviously, I think your goal is to get a top two seed, which would be a first round bye. Obviously, I'm assuming that's your goal. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's always nice to have that bye, so I don't have to worry about one week. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, if I can get maybe get to that first ever six and zero, that'd be awesome. But gotta go through the newbies. I don't know. <laughs> and to be honest, to be honest, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying their teams are bad, but I'm not. I'm not too scared about them. You know. They're newbies. I mean, they're newbies for a reason. This is a tough league. You just can't come in here and win it, you know. But you can, I mean, as but you a, can't sleep on them. Yes, as a former newbie like yourself, you yeah. came on the scene, came on real strong. You can't forget about Josh and Fletch when they came in the league. They came on yeah. strong. Josh won the championship. Fletch made the playoffs. So now Kurt here, you know, two and all. The other two, yeah, Sam, no, I think Sam I think and Kurt, Justin got to win Kurt's as well. The bigger threat, I think Kurt's the bigger threat out of the newbies, just as a whole team wise. I think Kurt's team is probably the best out of the three new guys. No disrespect because Sam, Sam got what Aaron Jones, who popped off last night with 40. Sam had a good so, week, I mean, too. So, but I think, uh, I think overall, probably, probably Kurt's got the best newbie team. Yep, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you're not in the other Jerry One leagues. Just a little background on Kurt as a Jerry One owner in basketball and baseball. Kurt's always been, you know, he's been a great owner, gets to the playoffs, but he just doesn't have a playoff career win yet. He has a postseason win and a Constellation tournament that we did in baseball last year. But he does not have a playoff win, which he's one of few owners that has never won a playoff game. So that's what Kurt's got going right now. He can do that in football. Who knows? But it's a long, long way to go. Hey, it's a different animal. Football is a different animal. Yes, it is. Yes, it the is. The top tier is Jerry One. It's the top tier. It's not even close. Like, football is here, and whatever second is, is now way down here. <laughs> not even yeah. on the screen. But, uh, well, Jaron, anybody who comes on my podcast for a third time plays my new, new game. Uh, this game is strictly only about fantasy football for you. I made it easy on you. No fantrack.com <laughs> but uh Jay Adams, baby. Today's game is called Jerry One Millionaire, and it is a condensed version of the actual millionaire. It is only 10 questions. If you get if you go to the end, um it is goes by 10 points, 20 points, 30 points, all the way up to 100 points. The checkpoints, like in millionaire, we have the 30-point mark and the 60-point mark. And there are three lifelines. It will be a 50-50, a hint, and then a double shot lifeline, which is two shots at the answer. Those are your three lifelines. And four multiple choice questions, just like a millionaire. Jaron, are you ready to play? Let's go. Yes. All right. Here we go. The questions go from easier to harder, just like a millionaire. Do not overthink, overthink these first couple because I think you can get it with ease. Here we go. For 10 points. Who has Jaron beaten in a fantasy football finals? Is it A, Kurt? Is it B, Nick? Is it C, Colin Sexton? Or is it D, Pat Huntington? I really want to say D, but uh, I'm going to have to go with B, Nick Felice. Final answer? Yeah, final answer. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Yes, you beat me. Your only fantasy football finals win. And that came in 2020. So how about that? You're up to 10 points. Here we go for 20-point question. Jaron has how many career wins, regular season and playoffs in fantasy football? Is it A, 50 wins? Is it B, 95 wins? Is it C, two wins? Is it D, 158 wins? Uh, I'll go with what, what was 50 wins, A? A, yep. I'll go with A. Final answer. Final answer. Uh, this is millionaire. Final answer. Uh, and that is correct. Yes, it is 50 career wins, 47 regular season, three playoffs, 50 career wins. You join the original six owners, 
of the only people to have 50 career wins. So you got a little, even though you got as many championships as Jeremy, you got a little bit of a slight edge ahead of Jeremy since you both came to the league together. But, uh, Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot Jeremy. No disrespect to Jeremy. He's got a good team this year too. Yeah, <laughs> Sleeping on Jeremy's team. And Andrew, and Andrew, and Andrew. He's yeah, okay. You must have forgot about that 2019 finals then. <laughs> uh, okay, for the 30-point checkmark question, you need to get this one right. So have all your lifelines. How many career playoff appearances does Jaron have in football? Is it A, one, B, two, C, five, B, zero? Um, one, two, five, or zero. I'll be playoff appearances you have. Uh, let's go with five. Final answer. Yeah, yes, that is correct. It is five from 2014 to 2017 and 2020. How about that four-year stretch? You made the playoffs four consecutive years back when less than half the teams made the playoffs. So that that's pretty – well – for one year. <laughs> Should have been six if it wasn't for technicality. Yes. Uh, I remember that. Oh, you're at 30 points. I forgot to mention the high score is 60 points. Everyone else is tied with 30. So let's see if you can try to get that 60-point mark. But the game has begun. Do not forget about your three lifelines, 50-50, and, and double shot. Here we go. 40-point question. What is your highest-scoring regular season game in fantasy football? Is it A, 142 points, B, 138 points, C, 166 points, or D, 120 points? I think it's 142, final answer. Final answer, 142. Yeah, I, think so. I think so. I am so sorry, that is incorrect. It is not 142. Damn. Darren, you have all these lifelines. <laughs> Ah, uh, it is actually C, 166. Um, you did that twice. Do you have any idea when that oh, was? Oh, yeah, that was last year. Last year, it was two weeks in a row. Matt, Matt and, Andrew. And me. Oh. Week three, you did 166 against Matt. And then week four, you did 166 against me. Ah, uh, that's what it was. Yeah, for 166, you did it twice. As disappointing as this game comes to an end. Every guest that comes on this game, that plays this game, I do get you do get a shot at the hundred point question just to see what it was. It is very challenging. Would you like to see it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, hundred point question. What is your career eight man league record regular season and playoffs? That is twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. Is it a twenty and fifteen, b twenty one and sixteen, c twenty two and seventeen? Or D, 23 and 18. I'll say this again. 20 and 15, 21 and 16, 22 and 17, 23 and 18. Eight-man record. Any idea? I'm going to guess and go B, final answer. All right. And that is incorrect again. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's so close. It is actually C, 22 and 17. You were 22 and 14 in the regular season. 0-3 Oh and three in the playoffs. Uh, 22-17. This game does not end good for you, but uh <laughs> thanks for playing. You do finish tied for a second with the highest score of 30 points. It is it is late on this Tuesday night. I, I'll give you a break. You're not thinking well, you know. Uh, long day of work, long day of work. <laughs> but Jaron, uh before I get you out of here, Josh. Um, so like I said before, three and oh on the line this week, the best you've ever done is four and all in 2014. <clears throat> the only, those are the only two years you've ever been two and all. I said, no one's been six and all. I said, what would it mean to get the three and all? But I want to know how many are we winning to start this season off? I'm looking up, let me look up your schedule here. We look up, I talked about a little bit, um, so you got Josh this week, Sam, Pat, Justin Kiefer, Kurt, Justin Hilwa, Fletch, and then Matt in week 10. How many are we winning here? How many are we winning to start the season? Who? Oh, I honestly think, I, like, obviously, in a cocky answer would be to say, I'm going to win them all because, I mean, I feel like you should have that mentality. Mm-hmm. But seriously, thinking about it, so I got Josh this week, you said? So I let's, I, yeah, let's. I, so- 
I said no one's been six and zero ever in this league. To do that, you'd have to beat Josh, Sam, Pat, and Justin Kiefer. Do you think you can do that? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. If I have my team, if my team plays like they're supposed to play, then I I, I think so because I think I have better teams than all four of those guys. No, no offense, <laughs> but I do think I have better teams than them. So I think I think that's pretty attainable. If they if they perform, I don't need any stinkers. So I think your team's gonna be sticking around, and um, I think I'll get you on the podcast maybe before you, you make the playoffs or something here this year. That's I would. I mean, you gotta make a play, you gotta make a run for the playoffs. But I'll just ask you right now in case I don't get you on. What would it mean to win back to back championships? Bragging rights uh, be awesome. You know, Joe Buck yourself team would. I just love to have that. I don't know how many people have done back-to-back. In all of Jerry one football and sports, it's only happened once, all 2014 and 2015. It's the only time – actually, there was one time in hockey there was a, a short – a cut short uh. <laughs> I mean, okay, there was my friend Nate who did it in hockey. He just did it in hockey. But in football, it's just Paul 14 to 15. Uh, then yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. Be one or two people for football. I mean, I personally, I don't, I don't count hockey because not many <laughs> people play it or know, know what's going on. Hey, we're it. expanding this year. We are expanding this year. But yeah, I mean. you said that, but yeah, uh, uh, I think, I think it would be cool. I mean, be me and Paul, the, the ghost of the Jerry one football league. Ah, I think if you win. We could talk, you know, how great Matt's been. I think you would jump, Matt, if you win the championship this year. How many total does Matt have? Two. Oh, two? Oh, yeah. yeah. And keep I, in mind, if you win it this year, conversation. You'd, you'd have the only lone 12-man league title. Yeah, that'd be a conversation for sure then. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I think that's better than Paul's back-to-back. What was it, eight-man back-to-back? Eight-man, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I don't think that's – yeah, and his other one was his other one was a six man. And his other one was a six. We'll, we'll call we'll call Paul Michael Jordan right now, but you know I'll be his LeBron, I'll be the LeBron, and soon pass him. Yeah. Uh, unrelated note: Michigan football. How they doing? How they looking this year? I see uh, Michigan. What's that blanket? Yeah, yeah, well, they're doing. They're they're looking good so far. I mean, I, being a real Michigan fan, I know there's some Jerry one guys in here that like Michigan and Michigan State. I don't know how, the, how that happens. <laughs> you know you are um um but yeah the, the boys look good i'm i'm happy you know actually kind of surprised i thought they uh i thought they'd be okay but they're looking like world beaters running the ball i mean they haven't thrown the ball yet but running the ball i love the running back they got blake quorum he's a beast but i'm kind of nervous with the quarterback once it gets to time to throw in i don't know if you'll be able to make the throws i wish they'd put in the, the five-star freshman because i just think he's got a little more juice but Hey, until they lose, then we'll have that conversation. It's a tough Big Ten, too. I just wanted to throw that in there. See, I'm, see your thoughts on Michigan. But I, I think it's a lot more open this year, though. Ohio State's not as good as they usually are. They're going to beat them this year. But uh, you can hope. Aaron, I uh, appreciate you coming on, saying a few words about your fantasy football team. And I wish you the best of luck against Josh and Week 3 and the rest of the season. Jaron, enjoy your defending championship season. Someday I will get to experience that. Experience that. But, uh, Darren, thank you for coming on. Thanks, man. Number one, hopefully we'll get two in a row. We'll see what happens. I want to thank Jaron for coming on. It was great to talk to him. Um, yeah, great to get his thoughts on his team. And uh, I wish the best of luck for him. Um, I don't wish him the best of luck in week 13, but I wish him the best of luck this season. He's a good owner, and he's uh, one of the best in the league. Let's talk about fantasy baseball. The finals, third place game is still going. It is, uh, as we're recording this, it is day nine of the fantasy baseball finals, the fourth annual finals of Jerry One Fantasy Baseball. Last year was only a one-week finals because of shortened season. So we're back to that two-week finals, which we all enjoy, I think. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, I always think of when I think of this finals, I think of my semifinals matchup against Larry. And you if I didn't pick up that stupid, stupid fuck from the Pirates, Bryson Wilson, I probably would have beat Larry in most dramatic style because Francisco Lindor had like 21 points on that last Sunday night baseball. I would have won by a three-homer game by Lindor. And uh, it sucks thinking about it. 
because I overmanaged and Larry beat me because of that. So, but Larry played well all week. I'm not just going to say it was that one move that, you know, that gave him the win. I mean, he played well all week long. He's played well enough to beat Flash by one point before Jack crashed into week one. And uh, he falls behind by 19 points going into this Tuesday. Uh, I'd like to think he's going to hang around because there's been no signs that Larry's going to fade. Absolutely no signs that he's going to fade. Obviously, you got to like Fletch because he's just he's just been there all season long. It's been me and Fletch all season long. I, I, Larry, he got the best of me. He got the best of me, and now he's got a shot at championship, and he'd be an unbelievable run. He'd beat last year's champion, Johnny, in this first round, and he beat 2019 champion and myself in the semis, and he beat probably the best owner in 2021 and Fletch here in the finals. It'd be an unbelievable run for Larry if he could pull it off. It's uh, We got a few more days, well, less than a week now to see if he can. Fletch is trying to pull it off. Fletch has come out with 15 men, guaranteed money. Nothing's guaranteed Jerry one, but see how he does. I'm looking forward to this, how this one plays out. Me and Matt, on the other hand, third place game, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm getting that 30 bucks. <laughs> And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna win this third place game. Back to back third place champs, by the way. If I did pull it off, it'd be cool to get that as well. You know, just another win in my career. As people, have you seen? I am on 199 career wins in my Jerry One career. Baseball would end before football this week. So, if I'm able to be met in the third place game, that would be my 200th career win in my Jerry One fantasy sports career. It would be awesome. You know. It'd be pretty awesome. It would be, and to do it against Matt in a postseason game would be even cooler. It would have been sweeter if it was the finals. But you can't ask for everything. It's going to be a good finals this weekend. Last weekend of the fantasy baseball season. I think it's been a good baseball season. Uh, we've had some good teams. We've had some teams rise, like Larry and Flex this year. We've had some teams, you know, take a step back, uh, like Paul. Um, other one is Sam. Sam took a step back this year. So we'll see what they do in, in 2022. Year five would be next year, but this year is just is just getting started. I would say because this finals is getting good. Just keep an out, keep an eye out for that if you're part of this league, and you know, stay tuned, see who wins. Larry versus Fletch. They will be the twelfth different owner to win a championship in Jerry One Fantasy Sports. If whoever wins this, and there's only twenty active owners, it'd be twelve of twenty. So that's big news. So we'll see what happens. I. Picked Larry last week. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. I think Larry's going to figure it out. Tough Monday. It's only Monday. It's only Tuesday. Uh, so I think Larry's going to pull this one out. I still do. I think it's going to be an unbelievable magical run. And I think he's going to pull this one out. And uh, that's my prediction still. And, uh, yeah, that's it for Fantasy Baseball. That's it for the podcast. This has been a good one. Episode 34 is in the books. Uh, no birthday shout-outs this week. I want to wish – Larry, Fletch, Matt, the best of luck in the final week of the baseball season. I wish everyone the best of luck in week three of the Fantasy Football League. And uh, I want to obviously thank Jaron for coming on. It was great to talk to him, great to catch up with him. And he's a threat. He's always going to be a threat on the Fantasy Football side of things. Thank you, Jaron, for coming on. Pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for thanks for being a part of episode 34 of the podcast. Uh, but I've been Nick Felice. Set your lineup, and we'll see you on the next Dairy One Fantasy Sports Podcast. It's going to be a better one. It always is.